1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hans and Scotty, thanks for making us part of your day. All That's right, joining good. us now to help down, help break down a little BYU recruiting. You hear him every morning with DJ and PK, uh, the great Jay Catch. Yak, how you doing? Doing good. What's going on, guys? Best Saturday Night Live character, or not character, but uh, actor or actress. Okay, so growing up, I went back and watched, we're talking seasons and seasons worth of Saturday Night Live, and Eddie Murphy, for my money, is the best ever. But Chris Farley's a close second. I just don't have a lot of memories of Eddie Murphy. I guess i got to go back and watch but, some of his stuff. You know, you can go on, they, Saturday Night Live has an app where you can watch, like, full yes. seasons. And yeah, you, you go, back go back and watch, and like, watch him. Yeah. you know, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> there was good stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, overall, how do you uh, how do you look at BYU's class? How'd they do? I think they did pretty good. I thought they closed relatively well. They got Bodie Schoonover to recommit to BYU after he decommitted in December. Get him back on board after UCLA made a strong push for him. I thought BYU overall for what they're trying to do. I think they did relatively well. I want you to talk a little bit about Soljay. Uh, there's two guys I want you to talk about. Talk about Soljay yeah. and talk about Devontae Henry Cole and the, what yeah. their additions to this roster is going to mean. So Soljay's interesting to me, Hans, because he's coming into a quarterback room that's got three guys who are proven winners at the FBS level, and he's going to have to compete. But all expectations are that he's going to fit in with this group and compete for playing time. Um, Aaron Roderick was speaking to the media earlier today and said that He's not coming in here just to be a body in the quarterback room. They expect him to come in and push for playing time, so they think he's going to fit right in. Now, talking about Devontae Henry Cole, I think he's a great addition to what BYU's got going at running back. Do I think he's going to hold up as a true number one running back? I'm not convinced of that at this point. He could prove that in spring ball, et cetera, if he's there for spring ball, but I think that he's going to add quality depth at minimum to BYU's running back room. And if he can prove that he can hold up to the rigors of being the lead back, yeah, he could be that guy for BYU. Mm. Uh, it seemed like uh, he had made his decision up pretty quickly. I know that over the weekend when he announced, that he, you know, when it was announced he's going into the portal, um, mm-hmm. it seemed like there was going to be a little bit of a battle there. But he settled on BYU pretty quickly. What was that? What was that decision like for him? Well, so we asked Kalani about that at the press conference I was just at, and Kalani said that. Essentially, everybody pounced on him as soon as his name popped up in the portal. They're making phone calls and whatnot. They said he came down here for a visit this past weekend, and uh, it, it is looking like he's going to be a graduate transfer. He said that, this is speaking of Kalani, he said that there were professors and whatnot in the graduate field that Devontae Henry Cole wants to pursue. They came in on their own time on the weekend to talk with him about graduate school opportunities and really came in and really sold him on what BYU could do for him as a person as well as an athlete. So it sounds like it was a very quick process, yes, but BYU, I think, hit all of the right notes when it came to just convincing this young man, hey, this is where you need to be. I know one big get was Tate Romney. He had a few different P5 offers, and he's a mission guy, so it's going to be a while until we see him. But talk a little bit about what potential he brings to this BYU Cougar roster. Yeah, I like Tate Romney. He's a linebacker prospect. His two brothers, Baylor and Gunner, obviously at BYU. Both of them are offensive guys, but this is a young man who's played at a very high level in Arizona. Chandler High School down there is just a powerhouse. And you guys remember the name Jacob Conover, the quarterback who signed with BYU last year, also coming out of Chandler. He's got, these kids are used to winning and winning at a high level. So 
once he gets to BYU, he's going to go on a mission, so he won't be showing us until 2022. And once he gets there, I think all expectations are that he is going to be a high-level contributor for BYU, if not an outright star at linebacker. So it looks like BYU brought a couple of different brothers in because now you've got Preston Rex, who's the brother of Isaac Rex, right? Correct. Yeah, correct. Isaac Rex, Preston Rex. You've got the Tui Pelotu triplets, it feels like. All three brothers have signed at BYU now. Speaking of the Tui Pelotus, you've got Kafusis everywhere. It's very much a brotherly feel at BYU, I guess we could call it. You know, it's funny. Sometimes guys kind of fly under the radar, and then one team offers, then a bunch of teams offer, and then it gets pretty hot. Uh, but it seemed that way with the uh, Griffin kid, the uh, the offensive mm-hmm. lineman, I believe yeah. Jake Griffin. Um, it seemed like he was kind of, you know, wasn't being recruited heavily, and then everybody started to heat up on him. How big of a get is that? It's a pretty big get, I think. Uh, I think BYU sees him as almost the replacement for Brady Christensen when Brady decides to move on. Uh, they see the frame. He's six foot four, six foot five. Uh, he's really thin, 230, 240 pounds, so not a lot of weight on him. But they're convinced that he can come in similar to what Brady Christensen did coming out of Bountiful High School, put on the requisite weight, and be a, a really good player at tackle for him. You're right, Scotty. It was kind of funny. All of a sudden, like he got a couple of offers, and everybody offered him. So it's, I think it's a good get for BYU. If they're right about their assessment and him being the next Brady Christensen, well, you've got yourself two potential NFL tackles right there, and that's a that's a big deal for BYU. Jake, Scotty and I were talking about how much the early signing day has changed the way these universities attack signing day, a national signing day. It, it just mm-hmm. doesn't have the pizzazz, the parties, the flair. You know, it, it doesn't have the former players getting up and announcing names and, you know, yep. rolling out Chad Lewis every other call and Lee Johnson. And, <laughs> you know, they. It, it, for years it was just the same kind of big party. And, uh, you just don't have that anymore. Uh, is is it like that as far as covering the the high yeah. school recruits? Has it kind of killed some of that excitement for the, the coverage of it? Yeah, the early signing day, uh, Kyle Whittingham was quoted earlier this year that 80% of the classes are nearing that number were going to sign in the early signing period there in December. So, yeah, once you get the actual national signing day on a day like today and BYU's announcing four and five guys who have signed after they sent the bulk of the guys in December. It's just not the same feel. I, I miss kind of the lead-up to National Signing Day, the hype, et cetera. I think that a lot of that's been taken out by the early signing period. But I think the coaches, by and large, enjoy having that early signing period to get a lot of guys signed who have been committed for some time. And then I think most of them look at the secondary window Speaking of schools like BYU, Utah State, maybe some of the G5 programs, is their chance to clean up on guys who may have been overlooked by the Power 5 teams who may have filled out their classes earlier. Do you anticipate that, uh, at least uh, from BYU's perspective, maybe not all of college football, but uh, the the majority of their signings will be December more often than not? Yeah, uh, Kalani said that. He said that, hey, we have a bunch of guys here who have been committed for some time. There's no reason to make them wait any longer. They don't want them to wait in terms of getting that pen to paper uh, in terms of the national letter of intent. So I think that BYU is going to go right along with the crowd. They'll sign as many guys as they can in the early signing window. And then this February window, if a guy does want to wait or BYU is battling for a guy, yeah, they'll, they'll keep some spots open for certain guys. But by and large, the majority of BYU's classes, I think, with most of the other bigger programs around the country, you're going to see that signing window in December be the bigger day for them, or bigger period, I guess I should say. 
Jake, man, appreciate it. Great work as always, and uh, look forward to catching yeah. up again here soon. Thanks, Hatch. Okay. Thanks, guys. Jake Hatch right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.